Welcome to Grayson 30 on WERALP, Arlington 96.7 FM. This is Ed Mellick, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sal Dietry. Sal, how are you today? Ed, I'm doing well, my man. Look, fired up for tonight's show. You know, look, words like, like homelessness, like drug addiction, the hungry are, are just images for most of us. But for Catholic charities, they're on the front lines to serve the least of these. It's a tough, often frustrating, but incredibly rewarding work. We're joined tonight by Sally O'Dwyer, Director of Volunteer Programs for Catholic Charities of the Arlington Diocese. We'll talk about how each of us can find our higher purpose in life, become a lifelong volunteer, when we really seek out our true passions. We're also going to highlight you know, some of the incredible programs offered by Catholic Charities of Arlington, hopefully dive into some of these on future shows. Catholic Charities is one of the largest charities in the United States with a mission to serve those in need, advocate for social justice, and call the church and other people of goodwill to do the same. There are more than 160 local Catholic Charities agencies nationwide that serve millions of people a year, regardless of their religion, social uh, status, or economic background. As Sal mentioned, we're joined by Sally O'Dwyer, and she's a director of volunteers for Catholic Charities. She got involved with the organization over 18 years ago as an English as a second language volunteer. She became drawn to the needs of the Hispanic community, and she's built up a career uh, managing community service programs for them and recruiting volunteers. Sally, welcome to Grace and 30. Oh, thanks so much, Ed. Thanks so much, Sal. I appreciate it. Yeah, Ed, I got to tell you, I, I volunteered with Sally uh, many years ago, so I will tell you this, before we leave the booth tonight, she's going to rope us into volunteering for something. This, she's going to hook the fish tonight to, to make sure we're out there on the streets for Catholic Charities. Hopefully she'll hook many, more, many, many more fish. That's a better fish for sure. Yeah. So Sally, maybe you've been doing this for quite some time, I guess about 20 years. Yeah, long and, time. And maybe just tell us sort of how you caught the bug 20 years ago, how you got involved, how you decided to make a career of this. Well, it's really interesting uh, to me, actually. Um, I was reflecting on where where did I feel this need to serve, and I think it happened at the International House of Pancakes. I was working there as a college student, and I think I actually learned more at the International House of Pancakes than college. Uh, I realized the people I were working with, uh, mostly immigrants, they couldn't speak English. And because of that, they were really really handicapped and really outcast and really not able to fit into the community and they were stuck. They were stuck in that place washing dishes, uh, flipping pancakes and uh, it really made me very sad and I, I think that experience actually was, to use a trite quote, a game changer for me. I ended up studying um, international relations focusing on Latin America. I lived in Latin America I graduated and I worked for the government and a congressman and some other things and it was great but it didn't really feel like a calling. Uh, at the same time I did some volunteering and um, I started volunteering uh, doing ESL and that's when I realized the power that we have to really affect the lives of other people right here in the Diocese of Arlington, right here around us, and to have a profound impa impact. Later, I saw uh, an ad for um, a position at Catholic Charities to um, be the organizer of the ESL program, and I thought, well, it's Catholic Charities, ESL must be for me. And uh, it really was, and I met people like Sal and many, many others that 
just wanted to um, share and give back, and it was really powerful for me. That's right. So you know, you got close to people who were in need, and yeah. it and that's what happens when people. I think, at least my experience, volunteer with groups like Catholic Charities is when we we reach out. Uh, you know, we become close to these people, and we were close to their cause. So, you know, I w- you know this idea of uh, you know getting involved, and mm-hmm. and what Ed, you know Ed and I often term is sort of the, our higher purpose. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of that going on today. Uh, a lot of talk about this, particularly with the millennials. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a big change. I, I think from what I would call the Wall Street generation. You know, the adults in the '80s who, you know, during the stock market boom, there was definitely a you know, a different tone in this country. What What do you think is uh, fueling some of that, some of this idea of not just, you know, work as our principal purpose, mm-hmm. but really thinking about sort of our higher calling and, and how we, we uh, fit that into work and into our lives? Well, uh, I would say that our culture really doesn't support that kind of thinking. Um, our culture supports uh, the commercialism, um, consumerism, uh, getting ahead. And we're in Northern Virginia, we're in one of the wealthiest places in the United States, uh, where some of the, in some of our counties, the median income is over a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, but I think people aren't all that fulfilled. And, um, so maybe, uh, they're turning back now and reflecting a little bit on, uh, you know what it what it means to really be fulfilled and um, you know to to really feel good about yourself. Well, well, that's right. One of the books I often like to cite, you know, Ed turned me on to, is a book by Clay Christensen. And if you know Clay Christensen, he is sort of one of the the prophets of Silicon Valley. And he talked about it. He wrote a book called How Will Your Life Be Measured, mm-hmm. where he says that you know is through his own experience that the graduating class of Harvard really has you know MBA school really has no idea what they want to do in life and and often by following his own classmates it led to sort of these sadness divorce and other things that these people sort of felt devoid jail. of the wall yeah jail that's right two of them went to prison so you know it's interesting there's definitely a tone for this I'm reading a book myself it's called Rediscovering Catholicism mm-hmm. by Matthew Kelly right. and he 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 sort of goes on he's he's obviously talking and promoting about the works of, of the Catholic Church but he talks about a higher purpose you know as and, and are people really happy and you know are we sitting there on the couch thinking geez i could do more but i'm i'm not mm-hmm. you know and and how people need to start getting involved in sort of finding a happiness in everything we do in life uh and i think even hoda has a book out on this but you know it's 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 interesting because this is coming up more and more i think uh in today's culture where people are sort of saying you know how do i incorporate more into into my life and um, I think that's true of people of all faiths, not not necessarily Catholic, but um, you know they're they're looking for something more. And I really believe, and I see it every day at work, Sal and Ed, that um, you know people are trying to answer a call, and they're looking for that. And I really believe that Christ is calling all of us to serve, and it's up to us to get up to go out. And, and find out how to meet that call. Uh, one of my favorite saints is Maximilian Colby. And um, he says, you know, kind of like the Blues Brothers, you know, we're all on a mission from God. That's right. And, um, you know, <laughs> it's good. up to us to find the way. And, and Christ it, and God is around us all the time. Um, and, you know, we are given our natural gifts and the gift of grace. And so what we do at Catholic Charities, which is so fabulous is try to help people find that calling and 
Um, just so people know a little bit about Catholic Charities, we serve the Diocese of Arlington, which is 21 counties and five independent cities. That's a huge piece of real estate. There's no way the staff alone could serve the people, the number of people we serve. And um, our staff is actually about 100 people, and we have over 2,000 people in our database right now who have signed up to volunteer and volunteering with Catholic Charities. And if you go to our website, there's over 100 different opportunities. And part of my job is if somebody calls, uh, uh, you know, I'm there to help them figure out what it is they can do. Um, sometimes they might be limited by time or where they live. Um, or their abilities, but we can always find something for them to do. And if we don't have anything now, we can always talk about creating a position for that person. Now, now do you know of others, I mean, who, in, and this was in your case where you started out volunteering, mm -hmm. but decided to make it a permanent career. I mean, do you know others who have sort of done that? They've, Absolutely. They've, they, whether it's with yeah. Catholic Charities or just other organizations. I mean, what are some of the, I guess, the personal, you know, spiritual, financial considerations people go through when they make these sort of long-term commitments to, to you know, leave the corporate world and oh, go okay. into volunteerism. I mean, well, actually, we have quite a few people like that. Sal and Ed. Yeah, um, there you go. See what um, I mean? We have people who have retired and come back for second uh, careers. We also have people who have left the corporate, um, the corporate community, and um, while the pay is not as great as um, in the corporate, you can still make a living. Um, actually, um, being a volunteer administrator is a profession. There's uh, a number of associations for people who manage volunteers. Uh, I think it's highly rewarding. We have all kinds of professions working at Catholic Charities. We have uh, attorneys, we have therapists, so, uh, and we have um, people working uh, in our pantries. Uh, we've got uh, uh, you know, like I said, over a hundred, a hundred staff doing all kinds of things. Yeah, I wanted to mention that um, I didn't even know about Catholic Charities until I don't know three or four years ago. I had a, a very close friend who was helping another person who became a friend, and that other person had had issues, tremendous anxiety mm -hmm. issues. He lost a job in his fifties, and um, he got incredibly fearful and depressed. And I mean, it got to the point where you know, cleaning up his home and showering were an issue. And, and my friend invited me to go to lunch with him one day, and we decided to, to meet with his therapist to try to help him, and it was a Catholic Charities person. Oh, that's great. And, and, and we, we met with him, and we saw that there was this, to me, this universe opened up of all these services right. for people. Like, this, here's this person who needed this very unique thing. He needed a, a psychiatrist to mm -hmm. help him and provide him with free services, given his financial situation, and he got it from Catholic Charities. So that was really, really impressive. Right. We have actually uh, a very large... Uh, therapy uh, mental health program we have uh, I think it's a staff of about 29 that um, work in um, therapy and in a number of different uh, parishes uh, with counseling so um, that's one of the things that we're renowned for for our therapy yeah, yeah let me read some statistics here um, the food program you guys uh, gave to the poor 734,000 pounds of food last year uh, you serve 25,550 meals to the hungry. Um, 151 seniors attended the senior center. Uh, 32 men were housed at Christ House, and then there were 63 men, women, and children who were in the transformational housing where perhaps there was a mother and a child who had a, an abusive husband right. and dad. Um, 3,000, over 3,000 people received legal services, English tutoring, mm -hmm. and citizen citizenship assistance. 
and there were approximately a thousand refugee and asylum clients that were helped either to get on their feet mm -hmm. or, or become self-sufficient as soon as possible and those are just a few of the things right. because there's car ministry yep. ESL yep. Pri prison ministry yep. so it's pretty pretty impressive are, are there certain programs that uh, you'd like people to know about maybe that aren't commonly known that you guys offer or something that's kind of special and touches your heart that you'd like the listeners know about well I do have to give a shout out to the car ministry I think that's a really awesome program and it's run all by volunteers mm -hmm. uh, so what we ask people to do is donate working cars and um, we give them to qualified families in need and last year we were able to um, give away 56 cars so I'm really proud of that and I'm really proud of the volunteers that do the work for that it's hard work you have to go to the DMV for paperwork uh, so it's uh, it's it's not a very it's not a simple process. It's easy for donors, so we're always looking for donors. The other thing, um, the other program I wanted to tell you a little bit about is um, our program that helps job seekers called Christians Are Networking. We have that at, uh, in several locations, and we have volunteers who are self-selected, meaning they're HR professionals, they're coaches, they're uh, recruiters. Uh, in their day job and they help people who are looking for jobs and uh, I think it's a really great program it's really transformational for the people who need it you know um, there's for for a lot of people losing their job is really traumatic and um, just the friendship and the prayer and the professional support the volunteers offer on a weekly basis is uh, I think really uh, invaluable and once again it's uh, people that have have knowledge and information and skills uh, providing it to people who are in need uh, and that's kind of what I see ourselves doing uh, in the volunteer field is facilitating that connection between the community well within the community the volunteers and our clients yeah you know I remember Ed once I went into Sally's office and, and it was just you know you think of Catholic charity is this huge organization but there was just so much energy in that office I mean people were just being dealt with left <laughs> and right you know this one needed immigration services that one was off to, to, to you know English classes and things were being held and I thought man the energy in this place is it could barely be contained in the room but you know Sally I wanted to ask you you know what are some of the the challenges people should expect when when volunteering you know because Part of it is you. Know, you talked about finding a long-term uh, thing that you attach onto, but but often you know you're dealing with people who are you know trying to move on from a low point in their lives to some some small step forward. Maybe, right. maybe not a big step. What are some of the challenges that maybe the I don't want to call them frustrations, but some of the things that maybe can be gifts to, to people who volunteer with, with people who are, are really struggling. I mean, can you talk about that? You mentioned your daughter's involved in some of these programs yeah. uh, down in D.C. and yeah. seeing a little bit of that. Yeah. Well, I think uh, sometimes it can be challenging because the people who, a lot of people to, who come to us have multiple challenges in their lives. It's not just one thing that they're battling. Um, so uh, sometimes it can be difficult to really meet the need of that person. Or uh, it's going to take a long time for that person to be able to move out of homelessness or become more self-sufficient. Um, and so it takes a lot of patience and understanding. And um, sometimes they're not that thankful. Um, or some, like I said, sometimes it's hard uh, when you see somebody that has in such great need. Uh, I think um, we also really underestimate, though, 
the power of just listening and being there for somebody. That's right. Um, I think sometimes we think that people need stuff, but it's not really what they need. They need to be heard. They need to be recognized. They need to re- be reminded they're a child of God, they have value, and that they matter. And that's something that they can take away from an encounter with a volunteer. Well, this is, goes back to our first guest, our good friend Milton Brown, You know his, his famous saying, you know, better off but not better than. Mm-hmm. And how exactly. we just engage with with people, uh, you know. I think of the homeless in particular, but you know, Milton's own call to action was, you know, to simply extend a hand to someone. You know, oftentimes, you know, I always say this. You know, you walk by the homeless here in, in Arlington, and they'll say, you know, God bless you. But we won't even say anything back, nothing, not even thank you. And yet, that simple thank yes. you might might all be that that person's just holding that person together for the day. Exactly. You know, and and how we don't even exchange that. So yeah, the know. big point he made was just talk to them. Exactly. They, they, they don't all want money and want money all the time. They just want to be treated as human beings. So this is a, a continual thread. And, you know, whether it's in the peacemaking process we talked about last week or whether it's dealing with the homeless or really in anything, we need we need relationships. We need to be listened to. We need to be valued. And, and that's it's great to hear that. Yeah. One, it, one of the yeah. uh, folks on Twitter there mentioned something about uh, financial donations, but really just simply speaking to a homeless person tomorrow on your way to work would doesn't cost a nickel, you know. Build a relationship. Yeah. Talk to them doesn't, every time. I, I've started doing that with a particular person here in Arlington, and you'd be amazed when I call that person's name. Uh, you know, when I have a few dollars, I, I financially help them. But just having that conversation, the look I get is is rewarding to me, but is eye-opening as well. Right, yeah. right. It's just being in the moment with somebody is so meaningful. But what people don't realize is that when they give, it's that's when they actually get. It's like when you give away, uh, either donating or volunteering your time, that's when you understand the true value of who you are. So it's not just about the person receiving the uh, whatever it is you're giving. It's about the, you, you know, the volunteer is also getting a true blessing. Okay, great. Yeah, thank you. Uh, look, we're going to take a short uh, uh, station identification break. We'll give Sally a chance to grab a drink of water, and then we'll come back and ask some more questions. You're listening to Grace in 30 on WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. We're talking with Sally O'Dwyer, Director of Volunteer Programs for the Arlington Diocese Catholic Charities Organization. Sally, I'd love to hear some personal stories about uh, folks. We, we, we love to hear that, you know, and it can be any one of these ministries that you guys have been working on, but is there something, and you can certainly sanitize it, you don't have to mention names and compromise anybody, but tell us one or two favorite stories about people that you've helped and made an impact in their lives. Well, sure. Uh, well, first of all, I want to say that, um, you know, without the volunteer, I do have to give a shout out to the volunteers because... Um, I see them change too. Uh, people come in, um, they take a job with us, and they make that job better by bringing their gifts and talents. So I see change every day in the volunteers. Um, but uh, just recently, for example, we gave a car to a lady, and um, she her job was to go to, to pharmacies, such as CVS or Rite Aid, uh, she would go there and um, check the merchandise on the shelves to make sure that it was all organized and uh, you know fully stocked. And she didn't have a car, so she was using the bus to get to these different uh, stores. And so it was taking her an incredible amount of time to do her job. 
So we were able to give her a car, and now she can um, she makes money. She made money on the number of stores she visited, so she can grow her income and have more time for her family. So to me, that was pretty amazing. I was just thinking of um, some of the ESL students. I'm still in touch with one of them who didn't speak a word of English when he came here. Uh, wonderful young man. And uh, he's now fully employed and uh, going to college. So, um, you know, you, you can see that this kind of work does make a difference. And I guess I just see it. Uh, I see so many um, people changing um, from the help they've received at Catholic Charities. Uh, you know, we do uh, all kinds of work, you know, uh, uh, adoption, we help people. Uh, at St. Margaret of Cortona, families can stay there for up to two years. So you see them transform and become self-sufficient, and and it's really it's really amazing. That's yeah, great. Yeah, actually, uh, one of your colleagues just tweeted in that um, you actually gave away fifty-six cars last year. So that's right. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, you know what, what some of the other ministries. I mean, I know you have prison ministries. Right. I mean, gosh, that sounds like you know such a mission yeah. of compassion and service. I mean, where's the big expansion that you're seeing? You know, Arlington is changing here mm -hmm. locally for us. We're, we're becoming taller, right? We're building a lot more high rises. Yeah. We, we've gotten rid of a lot of that um, uh, that housing stock, unfortunately, yeah. where, where a lot of our ESL uh, students right. came from. What are some of the areas that are growing for you uh, in, in the Arlington Diocese? Well, gosh, uh, we're actually seeing it. We see a huge demand for services. And actually, we have a five-year plan uh, for growth and expansion. And actually, we're hoping to double in size. So we are looking to for partners for opportunities. Uh, one of the things we've been doing is working with the parishes to help them strengthen their ministries uh, with uh, through training, support. Uh, some of the areas that we need to grow are in our food distribution program. Uh, you know, we'd love to do more uh, support uh, in the area of the healthcare of healthcare. Uh, there's there's such a great need. There's um, a lot of uh, people who are aging in the area that need support. Right, I think age in place is going to be one of the big yeah. things here. Is people want to stay in their houses, and you know the housing stock may be unaffordable for people who, you know, came here and and have lived here for 20, 30 years, but they want to stay in their house. So yeah, I think that is definitely going to be a huge area. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, a, I guess a call to action for uh, our listeners. Um, you know, in general, right? Not not necessarily. And then we'll ask you a little bit okay. about more about a call to action for Catholic charities. I think in general, I would challenge people to uh, get out of their comfort zone a little bit, get off the couch, try try to reach out a little bit. I would do some research on the internet. I would try and uh, focus in on an area that you're particularly passionate about if you're considering volunteering. I think it'll it's more likely to stick if you. Um, you know, have a real interest in that area. Um, there are also opportunities to try volunteering uh, for a short period of time. You know, we have volunteers that come once. We have volunteers that come once a month. We have volunteers that come every week. So there's uh, there's opportunities to vo volunteer everywhere, not just at Catholic Charities. Uh, so I would challenge people. I would challenge people also to start giving. We all need to give more. Uh, find something that you're passionate about and give. And um, they'll 
once you start giving, then you'll learn more about the organization and um, you can get more involved that way. But I think we all, if we all did a little bit more and gave a little bit more, the world would be a much better place. I'm curious in terms of um, you sort of matching people with volunteer opportunities. Uh-huh. Do, do you put people through like any kind of a vetting process or do you just, is it a gut feel when you talk to someone, you get a sense very quickly for what their passion is and then you just... You're like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity for you. How do you work that process? Well, first of all, we have volunteer opportunities that you can select. So you can, you know, you, you sign up on our online application and um, you can choose one or more different opportunities you're interested in. Then we'll get back to you and let you know, okay, here's uh, when we have a slot available, if, you're, if that matches your needs. Um, so they s- sort of self-select. Some of the jobs um, involve dealing with vulnerable populations. So we do do background checks. But other than that, um, as far as vetting, we um, orient the people that come and, um, you know, mentor them in the job place uh, to see if it works uh, for both parties. And if it doesn't, we'll try to find something else for them. Yeah. And you don't need to be Catholic to be involved with Catholic Absolutely not. No. In fact, our, a lot of our, most of our clients and a lot of our staff are not Catholic. Yeah, and you're looking to maybe form partnerships with, with yes, other organizations absolutely. or other groups. I mean, this is a huge mission. You can't take it on itself. I mean, um, are you guys initiating some of that this coming couple of oh, years? Ab- yeah, absolutely. We're working, uh, you know, uh, uh, out with a lot of organizations. We're very interested in working with corporations. So if a corporation would like to um, hold a volunteer event, we would love to work with them to uh, make it uh, a, a positive experience for them and an opportunity to serve our clients. So uh, that's another place we look for grants as well. And again, working with the churches. So, so give us an example of, a, of a, just an ideal partnership you're doing right now, someone you're working with. Uh, okay. Well, we're working. Uh, we, well, we've been working with several banks. Uh, BB and T is one of our banks that we've worked with, and um, they've made financial contributions. But they've also come into the classroom and worked with our citizenship students and um, helped prepare them for the exams. Um, so they have some of their employees come yeah, and serve. Absolutely okay. right. And so uh, Cardinal Bank came out, and um, uh, PWC came out to. Uh, hold a, a couple of corporate events with us so uh those are really great yeah let me ask you i want to ask you just in, in terms of the uh number of volunteers and, and sort of your growth i mean how much is sort of what I, you know we call the francis factor playing into this i mean pope francis has sort of said you know to catholics you know you know this sort of talks about the smell of the sheep right he wants mm-hmm. the people to be the good shepherd who knows the smell of his sheep to be hands-on i mean is that Sort of, are you seeing any sort of uptake from volunteers or interest in Catholic charities from that? Because you've been around a long time, but I think this particular pope has set a, a huge emphasis on being hands-on. Absolutely, I think it really does help. It helps our cause tremendously, uh, and also he's called this the year of mercy. So the focus has been on serving and um, the poor. Uh, Mother Teresa's canonization has been amazing, um, and uh, I think it brings to light uh, some of the needs, and, um, w- and, and they're just great models for what we should do, how we should not judge, and just get out there and um, be with the people. 
Yeah, that's right. I was reading on a press release you had out in your car program about um, a, a woman named Tonya who, mm-hmm. you know, her daughter had certain medical needs that he, she had to go to, I think it was UVA, uh, yeah, UVA yeah. where this had to be done, and, and they had no way to get there. So, right. you know, these are very simple things where Catholic Charities is making an impact in someone's life, you know, helping people with the most basic needs of just survival or the survival of their children. So, so we got about... A minute or so left. I wanted to mention, you talked about the importance of listening to people. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to share with folks to kind of remove any ignorance out there? I mean, you work with different types of groups, whether it's homeless or the hungry or, or whatever. Are there any comments you'd like to make about you know these people you serve that will sort of make people look at them differently or, or any other misconceptions you'd like to, to dispel? Uh, well, I don't know about misconceptions, Ed. I think, um, I think that... Uh, People should uh, not be afraid and um, to get out there and to meet new people and, um, you know, not be afraid to uh, get their hands in there and get involved. Uh, I know with Catholic Charities especially, uh, you know, we make sure that our volunteers have a good experience and um, that, that, that they feel like they are having an impact. That's great. That's great. Look, we're going to wrap up. Uh, Sally, you know, thank you so much for uh, for joining us. It was great sure. to get together again. Ed, I think we're on the hook for at least maybe 30 or 40 hours of community service. Uh, <laughs> you know, Sally's got a list here for you and I to work on. Look, we, we really appreciate uh, this time and appreciate uh, Catholic Charities, a great message that you brought on the show today. Um, Look, it would, if you'd love to get involved uh, and, and start getting off the couch and, and, and taking a role in this community and, and improving your life, you know, look, take a look at Catholic Charities programs. Uh, for our listeners, if you want to find out more about Catholic Charities of Arlington Diocese, check out their website, uh, ccda.net, or on Twitter at CCDA. Um, we'll also be posting this information on our Facebook and Twitter pages at Grace in 30. Uh, a recording of this show can be found 24 hours uh, later on WERA's website, and a replay of this show will air this Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. Ed, who's cooking next week? Next week we host Allison Renault. She's a mother of 11 children who went back to school and got a bachelor's degree and then went to Harvard, commuted 2,000 miles each way once a week for several years to get a master's degree from Harvard. And uh, she's quite the dynamo. You'll enjoy hearing from her. And uh, so that's it. This is Ed and Sal signing off from Grayson 30 on WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. Have a great night, all, and be sure to tune into Grace. Good night.